and welcome to Evolving on Purpose, a show I have created in hopes that I can inspire you to take the deep dive into discovering who you are and what you came here to do. Each week, I will have on individuals to share their unique journey to self-discovery and where their purpose is taking them. I will also do solo episodes to share what I am currently learning, practicing, or even just contemplating. So come on, what are you waiting for? Join me in Evolving on Purpose. Hello and welcome back. It's 2024. How is everybody feeling in the new year? For me, I really thought this episode was going to drop the week before January 1st. I thought I was going to put it out. It was going to be kind of a New Year's episode. And then it just didn't feel right. I just wasn't, I wasn't ready to put it out yet. And, and on New Year's Day, I journaled, I pulled a few cards for the year, and I picked my word of the year. I love having a word to kind of calibrate me back to my mission for that year. And and today, I, or on January 1st, I picked collaboration. And for me, it just kept coming up over and over and over that this is my year of not doing it all alone. I always feel like as an entrepreneur, as a, you know, creating my podcast, creating my business on my own, I feel very alone in what I'm creating. I'm, I am collaborating with the guests, but all of the creativity and how do I make this grow lands on me. And so this year, I'm really open to having more collaboration in my life, having finding really good mentors and teachers, joining groups and and even creating my own group. Heather and I are creating a group uh, this year for people to join and and all kind of collaborate together on building our our year together. So I'm just really excited about my word collaboration and I already am just seeing all of these people show up and and the theme is already really, really strong. But I still just wasn't ready to release a podcast and and I didn't know why. <laughs> and I, I looked to the astrology and and there are some things going on that that were, were really kind of wrapping up and and maybe not lending January 1st to be let's go full out uh, energy. So I kind of just leaned into that and and waited and and this morning I woke up to a fresh blanket of snow it just snowed here in Iowa for the first real snow of the year and and everything just felt fresh and new and I was just ready to release this episode I just kind of want to start with a little bit of the astrology going on so so anybody can can look at. I had a client session this morning and it always blows me away. I looked at her chart and what was going on and I just had that question in my mind, would she feel any of the things that are going on in her chart? And we got on the call and the first thing she brought up was a story that was directly correlating to what was going on in her chart. And it just always blows me away how astrology really affects us. Every time I give a reading to somebody, I have no idea who they are. And by the end of the reading, 
they're looking at me like, how do you know any, everything about me? And it, it, it amazes me every single day, these tools that we have. And I'm always thinking about how we can use them in the best way. I don't want to just give a crutch and, and take away our own autonomy. Uh, but these tools can be really, really valuable when we use them in the correct way. And so I just love to look, I look at my chart, especially when I'm experiencing something that feels like stuck energy or, or not wanting to move forward. And I'll look and, and see if maybe there are some things that are slowing me down in that area of my life. And, and maybe I just need to pause and reflect and, and slow down in that area. And if I really feel a, a need to make some headway, I'll, I'll look to another area of my chart where maybe the energy's a little bit, um, it, it's just flowing more easily and lean into that, that area a little bit more. Uh, a couple of things that we have coming up for this new year. We have Saturn moving through Pisces. Saturn's really structure, it's restructuring, it's slowing us down to really put the things in place uh, to build a really concrete foundation. And Pisces is really all about dreaming. It's like, how do we bring the spiritual to life? How do we bring heaven to earth? How do we bring our dreams, you know, from this place of not reality into reality? So Saturn there is helping us structure a way that we can really dream big for our own lives, but it's slowing us down and helping us put that structure in place. And, and Saturn's a slow-moving planet. It moves through each sign about two, two years. So it's slowly moving through Pisces over the next couple of years for us to help us put that structure in place. Now, the big theme anybody's going to talk about right now is Pluto. Pluto's a really slow-moving planet. It stays in a sign uh, from anywhere from maybe 10 to 25 years, uh, depending on the orbit and, and where it's at in, in that orbit. So we were in Capricorn for about 15 years, and this year, <laughs> the end of January, it is moving signs and that's a big deal and we've had it kind of creep into Aquarius and then move back but it, it's going to fully move forward in Aquarius at the end of this month at the end of January 2024 so just really thinking about the we always feel that shift the most right away when it moves in so this year really thinking about moving from old structures and old ways of being into fresh, new. This is really going to support us in moving forward into more future thinking, moving forward into being more individualized. And I see this all the time. I was just listening to a call uh, with some somebody doing a work call the other day, and and the structure was still that kind of old structure of let's just put it out there everybody we're teaching everybody the same thing and I just see the theme companies moving forward and even our individual lives with more individualization when I look at coaching people I look at them as an individual not 
the this kind of old way of coaching that said this is what worked for me and I'll teach you what worked for me and if you do my steps exactly you'll get to where I am and that just feels like a really old outdated way what I really want to move into and it's really great to have people like Tony Robbins and um, you know Gary Vee and and all of these really wonderful teachers to show us what they did. And if you really feel resonant and you feel like you have a really similar personality, then they're kind of an expander for you, right? They can expand what's possible for you. But if you just look and see their success and you're like, okay, this is how I get success, we're going to find a lot of struggle trying to follow their way. So what I really love to do with coaching and where I think coaching is moving in the future is being very individualized, looking at your human design, your gene keys, your astrology, looking at who you really are as an individual, where the highest potential for you to grow is, and supporting you in the way that you naturally are. Supporting you to pull out your natural gifts and to really accept maybe some of the limitations because we all have limitations, And when we look at somebody else that maybe doesn't have that limitation and we're struggling to be like them, we're really being hard on ourselves when our limitation is there for us, not to slow us down. It's there because that's not maybe the right path or the right way for you. And it's always pushing you towards what is right for you. So I love that that Pluto is moving into Aquarius and moving us into this more individualized. We're going to see diets being more individualized. We're going to be see healthcare more individualized and we're going to see coaching and um, even work. You know, I'm not a huge fan of where Google has gone, but they were really a big push for um, letting their employees take naps and, and structuring their day and the, the, the way that they set up the campus um, really working for their employees uh, back in the day. And I just see more of that happening. Let's be more focused on how do we make our hours and our operation work for the people that are working with us and not just a blanket, this is how we do it. So we're going to see more and more of that. We're also going to see the shadow of Pluto moving into Aquarius is is going to be some struggle with technology. Uh, technology is really ramping up and there's always some negatives that come with that. And, and we've even seen it already with some of the um, writer strikes in Hollywood that happened when, Aquari- when Pluto kind of tiptoed into Aquarius and then moved out. That was really about not letting technology take people's jobs, right? They wanted to make sure um, that their jobs were secure and they couldn't just have some kind of AI program rewriting and and writing and and taking away real jobs. So I think we're going to see some struggle with that in the next few years. But really, people want to connect with other people. People want to feel seen and heard and, and have that connection. And so that's what we really need to focus on in our lives. Do we have a really good um, group of face-to-face people or a community online that we can really connect in and, and feel seen and heard and, and share ourselves with others. So just making sure that we're letting technology work for us, not kind of taking over 
and and pushing the humanity and and the beautiful heart centered um that 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 we can't get from ai and we can't get from this technology right now so those are kind of the two slow moving planets we we have some really beautiful um we have the conjunction coming up with jupiter and uranus in taurus that um, could be some really surprising and innovating uh, times for us. That's kind of the end of April. Uh, so we have lots of really beautiful things coming up. And, and right now, what I'm really focused on for this week is the new moon. I think the first new moon of the year feels a little bit more exciting than, you know, January 1st. We've got to jump and go. Um, but the new moon is going to be on the 11th. And so if you have any time in the morning on the 11th, that would be a really good time to just sit down and journal a little bit. Think about how you want your year to look. Maybe think about how you want your month to look. Maybe think about um, just planting some seeds of of this new year, this fresh new year, um, but also just taking little bite-sized. And that's what I'm really excited about for my guest today. He gives us a lot of really good ways to go into this new year and to take bite-sized approach at bringing in any change that we want or, or creating new habits. And his story is really beautiful of, of what he overcame and also how he structured his world to to get to a place where he could could accomplish it all one little tiny step at a time. So I'm really, really excited to bring you this episode. I hope that this this little bit of a forecast for the first of the year was helpful. If it was, let me know and I can do more astrology uh, maybe in the beginnings of shows or maybe even do like a weekly or a monthly uh, drop if, if that's helpful for you. Also, if you haven't signed up already, Heather Carocio, she's been on the show before. She's the podcast host of Wellness Matters. She and I are doing an event January 25th. It is a free event. Anybody can come. Um, I'll put the information or just go ahead and send me a message either on Facebook, Instagram, or through my website, evolvingonpurpose.org. You can just email me and I'll get you all the information to sign up for that free event. It's going to be uh, 6 Central, 7 Eastern time on Thursday, the 25th. Uh, we're going to do some soul work meditation to kind of really ignite the spark if we're you know, just feeling a little bit like I'm not sure what's exciting me right now. And then I'm going to do a bunch of astrology. I'll talk about the astrology going on. I will talk about the big three in astrology and I'll do some free readings for anybody that's there live that wants to kind of volunteer and I'll do a few charts so that we can kind of look at how to look at your chart as an individual. So join us on January 25th. Just message me or there's a link in my Instagram if you want to use that. Uh, I made a Facebook event or yeah, message me and I'll get that out to you. Go ahead and enjoy this episode 
on Evolving on Purpose, I can't wait for you to meet my guest. Hello and welcome. I am so excited for today's guest. I have JP Horgan. He is helping people unbound boundaries, making dreams into a reality. He coaches coaches, individuals, and businesses. He's the host of the Phase 4 podcast that I have been on, and it is an amazing podcast, so go check that out. And he's living his purpose. I I didn't get his exact birth time, but uh, he gave me his birth date, and I looked up his cross in, in the human design. And, and this is the cross of the unexpected. This is somebody that has this incredible amount of leadership that can speak into existence, like how to be leaders and speak to leaders and, and create leaders. Um, but it's also combined with really cool gifts of being really caring and deeply purposeful. So it's like, what is of purpose? Why are we here? <laughs> what are the deeper questions? And and then it combines it with this ability to dream and try to figure out how to bring these dreams into reality. And so taking that cross of the unexpected, he is totally living his purpose. And, and I just love, love seeing that. Welcome to the show, JP. Yeah. Hi, thank you. That's so beautiful. Such a great introduction and everything stems from leadership. Like you said, off the top. So there's caring and purpose. And I think the best leaders are good at just letting other people develop their own skills. I don't need to tell you how to do it. You already know how to do it and you do it your way. And then we all bring it together. And that's how you turn dreams to reality. So yeah, thank you for that introduction. You're welcome. I'm so excited to get into all of the amazing, like even when I was on your podcast, you had, you know, really brilliant like quotes and things to bring to every part of the conversation. So I know you're just loaded with these, um, these really, really helpful ways of, of looking and, and bringing these leaders um, into our every day. But I kind of want to know how you got started on this, because I don't know anything about your background. And, you know, were you always into this kind of stuff? Or was there something that happened that you had to <laughs> overcome or switch or, or give me the story? Yeah, I guess a short version would be that I used to have a fixed mindset forever and I developed a growth mindset. And then that changed my life reading books, like you said, all those quotes and just the knowledge that you can just rewire your brain and go towards whatever you want. And I've been actually just doing this intentionally, just designing it and going going in different categories, like literally making it up just to prove like, look, we can start wherever we are and make it up. But what happened to me? About 15 years ago, I kept getting hurt at work. So I would go and I would get x-rays and they would say nothing's wrong. And I would keep going back every three months or so. And we found out eventually that I had a benign tumor in my spine. And so the doctors did surgery, but they couldn't scrape any closer than they could or than they did. Otherwise, they said, your spine, we, we you might not be able to walk. So... I tried radiation. I tried all these other things and nothing seemed to work. I probably tried about 20 different modalities and nothing would work. And of course, when you go in, they give you one pain, one pill for pain and another pill for something else. And eventually I found myself um, on 33 pills a day, four times a day, I would end up taking nine here and nine there. And 
because it was like 33 pills a day. And even as my son was um, five and I was turning 40, I found myself in a mobility scooter, just in chronic pain all day. I couldn't laugh, breathe, cough, or sneeze without pain. But when my son did turn five that year, I knew I was turning 40 as well. And I said, I am not doing this for the rest of my life. And so that decision right there is the beginning of a huge transformation from a caterpillar to a butterfly. And the quote that goes with that one is the Einstein quote where he says, the most important decision you'll make is whether you believe you live in a friendly or a hostile universe. And up until that point, I thought I was living in, I was living in a hostile universe. And once I realized that it was a belief and a decision that we get to decide. So I switched that up and eventually I slowly came down off the pills and then just a miracle started happening left, right, and center. And it seems, I feel like maybe I was really low on the on the, the vibrational spectrum, if you will. So I don't know if that's how come I feel like I'm skyrocketing so far ahead, but um, my growth has been like exponential isn't even the right word. Yeah, that is, that is amazing because making that decision, I, I was just listening to um, Sean Stevenson. I don't know if you've ever listened to him, but he had a degenerative um, inter- uh, spinal injury and, and he was told that he would, you know, be basically be hurt or, or, or sick or, or degenerative for the rest of his life. Right. And so then he asked the doctors and they said there was nothing he could do. And he just kept asking questions. And finally he, he found food as a way of medicine, but he, um, he finally had to decide that he was going to get better. Right. He said that I had to decide that I was going to get better. And it was like all of the doors started opening to show you how to get better. And that's, that's the same thing. And I think about that all the time. It's like, even growing your business is, you know, sometimes I'm like, what am I doing here? Why, you know, why am I doing the things I'm doing? But sometimes you realize that you did not make the decision to really like all in I'm here, you know, like it's just that one little point and then the doors, the next step will appear, you know? Yeah, for sure. That's why I love the name of my company is the next steps Academy. Cause now with the growth mindset, I'm always looking for the next step. And yeah, sometimes we do have to go those that low to in order to get that. There's two philosophies in like Zen Buddhism called Kensho and Satori. And Kensho is that where you have to go so low, something happens. For me, it was a dark night of a soul that lasted a decade. But as the saying goes, the darkest hour is right before the dawn. And now we're here in the dawn. And then the other one is Satori. That's more like an aha moment where just it just comes to you. Some kids get it when they're seven. I'm going to be a soccer player. I'm going to be an artist. And they know exactly what their whole life will look like. Um, that wasn't like that for me, but I'm grateful that it turned out the way it did. Something that always fascinates me, too, is when I'm looking at astrology charts, you could I could probably find it in your chart the moment that maybe your progressed son moved into another sign and and it was like it was a line. So at birth, you could literally see what year you were supposed to wake up, what year you were supposed to have these these things happen. And when we can look at it from that lens, we know that every struggle we went through was like meant for us. Right. I, I mean, I had a dark night of the soul, too, where I 
couldn't leave my house. I panic attacks constantly, you know, crying in a bathtub, listening to Marianne Williamson's from tears to triumph over and over and over again, uh, learning how to tap, learning how to meditate, learning all of the things that brought me to this moment. And it's like, now you wouldn't, you know, change that for the, for the world. And you can have empathy for the people that are in maybe that lower place and, and struggling. Yeah, for sure. How did you get out of it? Did something happen? Was yours Kensho or Satori when it actually came? It was it was definitely both. So um so yeah, there was there was a moment that I I decided I wasn't going to this was not my story. Um and then I took one step at a time. I I, I always think about I can't, I can't remember. I'm not as good with quotes as you, but that, that like take one step and the next will appear. I always think about that um, because it really does feel like you're taking, you know, you're, you're in the temple, Indiana Jones, the temple of doom, and you're taking that step that feels like you're going to walk off a cliff and it's there. Right. Um, so it was when I started to really trust and surrender and understand that I didn't have to see the full picture to take one step. That's when I really started to change. Yeah, that's one of my philosophies. Go low, go slow. And it's the thing that's crazy about it. It seems sometimes like you're going too slow. But after two months, three months, six months, a year, you look back and go, wow, I did that so fast. Um, I'll give you the quote you're talking about. It's by MLK. And then I'll tell you an example of that going faster than you think. But uh, the MLK quote you're talking about is Martin Luther King Jr. He says, take the first step in faith. You don't have to see the whole staircase. Just take the first step. And it's true. It's because the next steps reveal themselves as they as you go. And a part of that is that. Let's say you have a dream that you want to achieve in five years. Well, the person you are today and the person you'll be in three years is totally different. And so you have to take the steps to get there. You can't just go straight there. And then as you move along, you become the other person who can do that five or 10 year, whatever dream it is. Now, the, the example, so 33 pills a day for almost a decade. Finally, I woke up um, and then I started like just walking and exercising. I found nature was beautiful and all these things that I never noticed that were always there started changing that's because my the pills mass my perception of the world and my soul but now this year so i was in a mobility scooter like five years ago this year i ran two marathons 42.2 kilometers 26.2 miles and i did it twice and the first time it took me four months to do it i didn't know what i was doing i never did it before but because of learning all the tools, because of the go low, go slow consistency, the second one, when I started it, I was already halfway there. It only took me two months, and my actual starting point was a half marathon, where the first one, my starting point was trying to walk around in the snow for an hour in January. I love that example, because maybe even from the point that you were, you couldn't imagine what you've like you can't even hardly see yourself there and so it's like taking each step at a time and 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 yeah even the vibrationally um i've i've been seeing clients but i haven't been seeing massive amount of like a like holding space for large groups yet right 
And I'm always just reminded that each step that I'm taking is raising my vibration to be able to hold space for more and more people in so that I can hold space for that group because I couldn't just snap my fingers and be vibrationally available to to hold that kind of space. And so even things like that, we have to, you can't just jump into what you want to do. You have to build that energy up, build, you know, <laughs> take all those steps. Yeah. The universe has to, you can give your order, right? But the universe is going to need a minute to cook it up. And so there's people <laughs> you got to meet and there's experiences and roads that you have to go down and it can't just happen overnight because yeah, the universe needs a bit of time to get everything in order for, to make your life that you desire. Yeah. Yeah. And I even look at the cycles in astrology because there's a 30 year cycle that happens that it's like we we can look at a month, right? So a month, the moon moves around the whole zodiac in one month. And so we have our new moon where we're planting our seeds and our full moon where we're having our harvest. But there's also these cycles that take 30 years and these cycles that take. And so when you look at it in that span, it's like every single doing the cycle every month is growing you to that cycle every year that's growing you to that 30 year cycle. And it, it, you just have to keep doing the work. You have to keep showing up every single day and growing that and tending that garden. I love the garden analogy because, or the ordering your food analogy, because both of them mean that you plant your seed or you order your food and then you don't go back there in the kitchen and, or, you know, like look under the soil, like, where's my plants? <laughs> you put them down and you tend to it, you know, and, but you let it go because, the action, you know, you, you, once you've done your part, there's also places that you have to let other people do their parts or where the universe orchestrate for you. 100%. When I did those marathons, I was doing it to prove. So I also, now that part of the way I give back is that I um, facilitate mental health groups. Cause when I was going through all that, there was no mental health groups. There was no, I was on zoom, but not, there was no zoom like the way it is now. And there was nowhere to talk to anyone. And it just definitely was isolated. So, but part of what I um, try to bring to the group is that is like, if we just go low, go slow and do consistent steps, small, small steps. And I'll tell someone like, start with one minute on a treadmill and they laugh. And they're like, I did 10. I'm like, okay, but only do one because you might do 10 for three or four days, but you're not going to keep it up. But if we just go one, add one every day, two, after a month, you're at 30, right? So um, the reason I ran those marathons, it was for me, but it was also for that group, especially too. I know what it's like to have a fixed mindset and a growth mindset. They were stuck, a lot of them, in the fixed mindset. Like, this is my life. It's never changing and I'm screwed. And it's, I'm like, that's not true. And we can prove it, right? Today is January 1st. I don't think I can run a marathon, but I know I can take the steps in order to do it. And eventually I'll be able to do it. Today, on January 1st, I'm not the type of person, I haven't done the work like you're talking about to do that. But I know if I put in the work now, by the time that the marathon rolls around, I'll be the type of person who can do it. So I learned 10 things from that. Well, I learned a bunch of things, but I learned 10 rules that are almost applicable to life. And things like knowledge is power, show up even if you don't feel like it. And that's the part you're talking about is that you have to come back and you're going to have bad days. There's ebbs and flows, especially you're talking a little about business. 
you probably see right now this time of year, it's ebbs and flows even more. And you're going to have bad days, but there's no other option than to keep back. And if I could, I would love to tell a little story from a book called Think and Grow Rich. Oh, I love that book. Yes, please. All right. So there's this guy and he's, it's like back in the 1800s during the gold rush and he sells everything and he raises all this money to go and look for gold and he finds gold and he's like happy and he's going to be rich. And then all of a sudden the gold that he found dries up in the ground. He can't find it anymore. So he sells all of his stuff to some junk trash guy, trash collector. And the trash collector had no idea what to do, but he hired an engineer to come in and survey the land. So where the first guy gave up and sold everything, he was only three feet away from where the gold was. And so he gave up three feet short of like, boom, there's everything, right? And so this is a metaphor for life. Don't give up on your dreams or your hopes because you're that close. You don't know what's going to be right around the corner. And I find also, I don't know about you, but especially in the low points and the dark times, there's a part there where you're shedding layers so that you, you can get ready to do the next level. And I find that more and more that it happens where like, okay, when I think it's bad, really, it means it's about to be good again soon. So I thought I would just share that. Yeah, I love that. I always I always feel like there's people go through kind of extremes where they they maybe hold on too tightly to things that aren't good for them, right? Like won't let something go. They keep doing it over and over and over again, even if it's not working. But then they give up right before the good stuff if they're if they're trying to create a new life, right? Yeah, for sure. It's something where you just you can plan it out. I don't know when this is gonna air, but are we this year? So yeah. as we're heading into next year, here's the thing. I have a tool called the N90 protocol. It's free on my website. I'll share that with your listeners. But the N90 protocol, it means next 90. And so what you do, you write four things that you really want to accomplish or goals, anything. It could be diet, health, if you want to meditate, if you want to travel somewhere, all these things. And then you rank them in order, one, two, three, four, which is the most important. With the most important one, that's the only one you focus on for 90 days. And then you add in another second one on the list 90 days later. So after six months, you're doing whatever was first, let's say it's journaling. Now, after six months, you're doing journaling and you've added in the second one. Now, the third quarter of the year, you add in the third one. And you have by the end of the year, you have all four of these things in and one of them locked in for a year. And that will, right there will transform your life. So as we're coming towards, we're in the middle of the holiday season, but as we're coming towards um, 2024, maybe this is a good tool to set some goals of where you want to head. Yeah, no, I would I would definitely suggest everybody go to I'll put the link in the show notes, go to that link. Um, it's a, just a Google document anybody can download. And it's it's really, really perfect for planning out the how you're going to make these changes over the next year. So thank you so much for that. I also would love to point to another free resource that you have. Um, I know that we talked about on your podcast, and I always talk about this is that I really wanted to change my life, but I looked around and nobody around me was was like really making any shifts or doing anything that they wanted to do. And and so I, I had read that you are the the um you know the quote, the five five people. 
Yeah, Jim Rohn. He says that you become the five people you hang around with the most. Yeah. And so I I took that to heart and I looked around and I was like, oh, no, how do I get there? And then for me, it was it was that I submersed myself into podcasts. Right. I found really um, powerful podcasts with people that were were doing and being who I wanted to do and be. And and so that was how I surrounded myself. And then you have something called My Five that kind of incorporates this, correct? Yeah, so it's a tool. And that was the idea. It was um, right around the beginning of COVID. I saw people isolated right away and just even the divisions between friends. And it was crazy. But I knew people were isolating. I knew it wasn't a good time. But I also knew that we had time that we can come and go inside and develop ourselves. So the idea behind My Five is that you spend one hour a day working on yourself. And my five is five different mentors or guides. It could be a subject. So if you want to learn about cooking, that could be one of your five. If you want to learn about spirituality, maybe you can read the Bible or a book about the Dalai Lama. If you want to learn about apartheid, you read a book about Nelson Mandela, all these kind of things. So whatever area you want to go to, you pick five areas, you spend 12 minutes a day with five mentors, maybe watching YouTube videos, it could be anything, a TED Talk. And then that way, within one hour, you've up-leveled five different categories in your life. So if you do this for a month, I like three months. For me, I'm a three-month guy. It's almost like a month, we can form some habits, but three months gives you the perfect amount of time to realize if you actually like it or not, especially because there's a dip that happens around the fourth week or fifth week where like you might start journaling and love it, but then you don't like it. And that's natural. But the three months gives you enough time that you can do it. So this tool is just five days a week, Monday to Friday. I do it an hour in the morning, 12 minutes here, there, whatever, just learning new stuff and soaking up information. Because one of the things I learned in the marathon was knowledge is power. (laughs) Yes. So I hear a lot, and there's even a book now that's called Do the Work, right? Do the work, do the work, do the work. Not a lot of people really talk about what the work looks like. What does the work look like to you? You know, like what is a consistent doing the work look like for you? I'm trying to find this piece of paper I have somewhere. Okay, so it started out as a, a monthly calendar, and I call it a graph chart. You can call it whatever, but it was just... um. I got like different colored markers and I would just on Monday, I would have, I started with six categories, maybe even three. And then I eventually got up to 12, but it would be like journaling, meditation, pushups, whatever. And then you give yourself a color for each of those words. And then you just make a graph chart inside the day. It's kind of cool. I wish I could find it. But uh, anyway, then you start filling out these graph charts and you start creating the evidence in your own life and you see it. And now I do it on my phone and I just have like an Evernote. You could do it in anything, a Google Doc, any note. And I just have a list of 10 almost non-negotiables that I do every day. And so you see the check marks? Yeah. So I just check them off as I go. And then um, even the red, like if you don't do something, you put an X. So let's just say this right now, my 10 things are like, okay, gratitude, affirmations, visualizations, meditation, journaling, push-ups, sit-ups, vitamins, reading, nature and exercise I put together, fasting, and then I have a certain smoothie every day, and then I put whatever I eat for dinner in there as well. But 
just having these things. So then what happens? Your brain gets a hit of dopamine every time you put a check mark. And alternatively, once and you start building the evidence, right? So you might be at a point and there's different levels to it. So if you're at a point where you're just beginning and you might miss doing your meditation three days in a row, or you might miss journaling three days in a row. It's really easy to beat yourself up at that point and say, I suck. But if you have an entire month where you're like, oh, you know what? I did 27 out of 30 and I missed the last three because whatever, I had some emergency to take, right? Then it's like, okay, I can reframe this. What happens over time is you build the consistency, you build the evidence, which builds your confidence. And it's not based on what other people are doing. And you're not looking at other people. You're looking at your own results. But it's important to do those check marks and to do the X's. Another thing what happens with the X's is you're going to start not liking to see X's and you're going to make sure you don't get two X's in a row. Because as we learned from James Clear in the book Atomic Habits, two times in a row of doing something is a new habit. I love that so much. I'm I'm somebody that has to stack habits. That's what I liked about that book. Uh, because in human design, I'm a manifesting generator, which means that like, I like to get there faster, right? I like to kind of, sometimes I like to skip steps, go to the good stuff, and then I have to go back and relearn it, uh, which is a bad habit of uh, manifesting generators. But um, I do, I do love stacking habits. So I love to do my red light, but I don't always sit down and do my red light every day unless I have habit stacking. I'm going to do breath work while I do my red light or I'm going to blow dry my hair. Uh, so I, I have this near and far infrared light that is, it's really good for your circadian rhythm and your cellular, you know, like all uh, helping you up level your cellular function, but it's also really good for your skin. So anybody that's a little bit, um, into vanity, like, you know, most women at 40, they have have it at the gym. It gets rid of scars as well. Yeah. Pain. It's pain relief, um, wrinkles, scarring, all of that, uh, kind of surface level, but it really goes in deep. So it really helps your cellular, um, system as well. So I, I, I like to do it, but it's like, okay, am I going to sit here for 15 minutes? Okay. But if I'm going to blow dry my hair anyways, and I'm going to do my breath work, now I've habit stacked. So I've double the reason to sit there and do my red light or I'm brushing my teeth. I'll do some squats because I'm already standing there at the sink brushing my teeth. So I might as well do some squats. So I love to like habit stack a lot. Yeah, it's important. It just makes it easier too, especially like if that list of 10, there's some of them I can do at the same time. So um, every day when I wake up, the first one I do gratitude, affirmations and visualizations all at the same time, like obviously not at the exact same time, but in that five minute, 10 minute time frame, push up, sit ups, I just do them back to back and then it just locks it in. There's something called link houses Like you see all these um new neighborhoods where it's like a new sub development and it's all cookie cutter homes but sometimes you'll see there's only a little bit of room between the houses and other ones there's the ones that there's only a bit of room that you can walk between they're linked by concrete underneath the ground and what happens is that when they pour the concrete for this house and then they pour the concrete for this house they pour a slab in between that connects them and what it does it pulls them together and makes them actually stronger and so that's what habit stacking. That's kind of what I think of when habit stacking. You're just doing two of them at the same time, which just locks it in even stronger. Yeah. 
No, I love that so much. I I think this is going to be a really great episode for going into the new year. Um, I just love to hear even ha- how you re- do you refocus during the new year or h- how do you start uh, uh, fresh or, or reprioritize what you're what you're working on? Yeah, I kind of do that in December. I'll obviously, if I think of projects I want to work on next year, I'll I'll do that any time of the year, write it down. But uh, in December, I kind of go within. I'll I'll uh, take time for myself. I'll go to a hotel or I'll just go to a different environment. And I bring some of these books with me that I have highlighted, Think and Grow Rich, and just kind of remind myself, where am I going? What's the focus? So I have a five-year, 10-year, 20-year plan, all that. But definitely in December, I go within and I kind of just mark out my quarters, what do I have to do and where do I want to go and what's going to happen. And some things can't happen. I think we talked earlier just that there's you become a different person along the way. So let's say. And so what I do, I separate it also into body, mind, spirit and finance goals four categories. And what do I want to achieve? Different writing books, art projects, whatever it is. Next year, I'm doing five virtual summits. Um, and a new goal for a marathon is to do a half marathon, but in a certain time. And so that one will be my first year. And so then in the end of the year, I want to do um, a full marathon, but I already know that I can separate them in quarters. So it's not overwhelming. And so what, once you start writing things down, then what happens, you can see it and place it in perspective. And then you have all these th- lots of things you want to do, but it's not as overwhelming. With the five summits, for example, if I tried to do all five of them at one time, it would be just like, but what I did, I started one and kind of got that rolling along. And now the second one comes and it follows the same example and you're kind of pushing all these balls around. But what? yeah, I'll definitely will get quiet. That's the biggest thing I think is ask questions, journal, get quiet, change your environment because it's hard to make, um, it's hard to change your reality and this might be taken the wrong way so I have to be careful but if you if you're showing up the same way all the time depending on the person yeah obviously you can change it but it's hard to see new things so just by changing your environment for that time getting quiet go to a hotel or somewhere else you can quiet out the distractions shut out social media and just the normal everyday routine that we do that mostly is automated already so by doing that you're sparking your own curiosity and passion and you don't even realize it but it's just intentional too right like you're going into this i i like to just rent a hotel room and do it there but you're going into this space and you're being very intentional planning out this is what i'm going to do this is where i want to go Put in your commitments. One thing with schedules is I find people don't stick to schedules because they get overwhelmed by their own schedule that they made. Now, we all have certain commitments, sure, but scheduling fun things on your on your schedule. I schedule in time in nature, time to go to the park, time to exercise, and I find by doing the writing it down, things happen, but sometimes they happen in an even more magical way than you can imagine. Yeah. I I want to give a little bit of into, uh, individualization, 
individualization to this. Uh, when I when I look at through the um, lens of human design or uh, astrology, some of the things that I think about is is somebody could look at their chart and see are they like a very strong in in fixed things, right? You're like you have Scorpio Sun, so you fixed, right? So taking yourself, we have two reasons that this is important. One is um, where you're at, right? We show up a certain way in a certain where the planets are hitting our chart. So you go and travel, that can make a huge difference, right? We know that we're drawn to a certain area or a certain place. Um, that can change the way we show up. But also being a fixed sign or a fixed, um, having a lot of fixed planets in your chart, changing the environment is going to help change the way that you're you're looking at things, right? So so I can see that being super helpful. Now, if you're a cardinal, you have a lot of cardinal. This is just like, let's do it, let's do it, let's do it, let's do it. You know, maybe leaning even more on that kind of unplugging nature of what you're saying because the cardinal just wants to start things, right? It just wants to start things. Sometimes it gets too far ahead of um, just starting and it doesn't sit back and, and see the goals and the and the bigger things. And then when we look at mutable signs, I'm almost all mutable. If anybody can't tell with my oh, <laughs> all over the place nature, um, but mutable, I have to be very, very careful of who I'm around, right? So when I show up and I'm around, you know, like the five people that I want to be around, or I'm, I'm, I'm setting my intention to, to, being Tony Robbins and and Dave Asprey and, and these kinds of people's auras or, or listening to them, right? Then that is helping me kind of get into that that mode or going wherever like you're talking about and and reading these books and immersing myself. Um, but at the same time, I will go just for a weekend to like a sports thing with regular people with my kids. And all of a sudden all my goals are so far away. Because mutable people are so easily influenced by the people they're around, right? <laughs> and so it's really important to know who you are because you're you've got some fixed, you know, like you said, you're you're learning growth mindset, but you've got some fixed planets, I can tell. And it's like, so if you take yourself out of that that environment and go into another environment, it's giving you the ability to shift, but you're still always very strong, right? And if we're looking yeah. at maybe other, other other ways that people show up depending on their charts, it's like being aware of that is super important. Yeah. I'm curious. How do you defend? I don't know if that's the right word against those energies. <laughs> it, it's a, it's a, it's a really hard thing. That's why I love um, trying to help people understand themselves better because, because I understand it. A lot of times I would be, maybe maybe talking down on myself because I am so easily, I can see both sides of every issue, right? I can always see, I, I just have a lot of open energy. And so I have to be very careful to, to be in my own space, to get really firm on where I'm going and what I'm trying to create. And then, and then sometimes it just feels very hard, right? If I'm away all weekend with people that maybe have no concept of this at all. And they're like, I'll, I'll show up on Monday and it takes me all day Monday to get back in my own focus, my own energy, um, bringing in these, these leadership 
people that I that I need to help me. Um, it's just something that I really I love that you brought this up so that I could bring this up for people so that they can understand looking, you know, looking at your chart. You can pull your chart anywhere and just see and, and you can Google mutable cardinal, you know, and see what signs and what planets and you could just, you know, write it down yourself. You don't have to have any sort of astrology background to just figure out if you have more cardinal, more mutable or more fixed and then maybe just be aware of it right how do i shake things up if i'm fixed how do i slow down a little bit if i'm cardinal how do i um really be aware of the people that i'm around if i'm mutable yeah i think there's a part there where we can create curate Curate might be a better word. We can curate our own reality by the things that we're learning and putting into our filter. Yeah. So if you're watching like CNN or maybe not that channel, but any news that's just bad and horrible, then you're going to feel like crap. But it's because you're bringing that into your own awareness. And so we get to make it up, I think. And like you said, there's different ways to get to it. But the beginning part is the dream. Yeah. And everything we see right like the microphone the picture behind you all of it was somebody's imagination and dream before it was manifest into a physical thing so there's the proof yeah exactly that's what uh manifestation has gotten a really you know a lot of people are either poo-pooing manifestation or they're all in on it um but really it is every single thing starts with a thought thoughts create feelings feelings are the magnetism that make us go and create, you know, or bring things to us. Um, and that's what creates our reality. Yep. <laughs> I, I, I love, so what are your favorite, you've done like some certifications and you, 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 we talked about Mind Valley a little bit. Can you go into some of the things that you, some of the tools that you use maybe in your coaching or what you've used to to kind of shift these things for yourself. Yeah, and this is the gem from the entire thing. So get a pen and paper. So you get a piece of paper and you write three categories, three columns, right? Like that. And then in one column, you put experiences that you want to have in your life. The next column, you put how do you want to grow? And the third column is how do you want to contribute or give back? And if the sky's the limit and you just fill out that, if you could do like forget about the how, but if you could do any of that, how would you do it? What Not how would you do it? What would it look like? And what would you do? And that's the three most important questions, which is a tool from Mind Valley, And that's life-changing. If you... Do it on a try to do it on a three or a five year timeline to start. You're going to change your entire life. You're going to figure out everything you want and you're going to give your brain a target to reach for. So, Mind Valley, um, I'm a certified life coach through Mind Valley, certified business coach through Mind Valley, a certified meditation instructor through Mind Valley. And then on top of that, I have my own courses and workshops that I deliver. So, one is a 10 week meditation workshop and this is what we do we kind of use this at the beginning of it that three most important questions and then we learn all the different parts there's six phases compassion uh, gratitude forgiveness 
creating your future three years out, the perfect day, and then a blessing that kind of ties it all together. Um, so each week we go through one of those stops on the bus. And then by the end, we kind of wrap it all, bring it all together. And we've been doing it for about eight weeks at that time. Another course that I have that I built this summer, I'm really proud of was a course called the Artist Dao. And I mixed together the Dao Te Ching and a book called The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. And it helps to unlock creativity. And so I took the first cohort through that and it was amazing. And um, that's a 12-week course with just a beautiful website, lots of resources, book previews, homework, videos, live meditations. And so we'll be doing another one of those in February 2024. A third course that I have is a weekly writer's workshop, which will start in January. And this is probably the introduction to the other course. So it's an eight-week course, and it just covers all different areas of writing from bio, genre, um, the four Fs is focus, flow, fine points, and finality. We talk about AI and learn some of the tools that can benefit us in AI. Talk about the hero's journey and wrap up with the artist out. And like I said, that's an intro into the other one. And then what else do we got going on? I do a lot of groups and one-on-one, -on -one, but personally, I love groups. There's something special when you can bring a group of people together and and get vulnerable. I don't know. It's healing for everybody. So that's kind of what I'm up to. I don't know if I answered your question. Yeah, no, that's perfect. I, I, I love, I don't know if you know Lynn McTaggart's work at all, but she uh, wrote a book called the power of eight. And she talks about when we bring, and even I, I think it's in the Bible or something, two or more gather, you know, something changes. And so it's like having these people together and and yeah sharing the vulnerabilities and 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 being able to connect to other people um actually uh men are really geared towards dopamine and women are really geared towards connection oxytocin um but men need connection and women need dopamine too so it's like finding these ways to give everybody um access to to this kind of connection that we kind of lack in today's world um, is, is such a beautiful way to give back and and all of the that you've been through you can really hold space for people so I love that thank you I really appreciate it and yeah I definitely know Lynn McTaggart she's powerful um, done some coherence meditations where you heal people around the world everyone just kind of tunes in at the same time all over the world and sends intention to people and it is pretty fascinating stuff. Yeah. Yeah. She was an investigative reporter and she's very logical left brain. I would love to see her chart. Uh, but she stumbled upon the field, which is kind of we all have a field around us and our fields are always intermingling with the the, the larger field. And so we have kind of this this whole world going on that we don't really know or pay attention to most of the time. And so bringing your attention to that, um, they did some really, really cool things, um, just setting intentions. They, they all prayed for, uh, a city and a part of a city and, and the crime rate went down and it was just like, they've done all of these really incredible, uh, store, like they're, they're working with, actual universities to make sure that these are like double blind, you know, these studies and, and it really can change, um, change 
places change the world uh, when people come together with uh, uh, the power of intention, you know. Yeah, I'm trying to look for one now. So in this book, um, Becoming Supernatural by Joe Dispenza, it's I think he might even be doing it with Limit Tiger, but there's parts of this book towards the end where case studies of exactly what you're talking about. Some really fascinating things. Like you can't deny there's a an energy world, right? There's a 3D world we're looking at, but you close your eyes, you can disappear into the universe. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I I focus on a lot more than I because I'm very left brain logical myself. I I I like to understand the how and the why behind everything I do, and so I I love um, learning more about this energy and kind of letting myself be a little bit more right brain and creative and and expanding what's possible for myself as well. Uh, I also did the six phase meditation. I, I love Mind Valley and. <laughs> I, I forgot all about it until I was talking to you because I had done it for a while. And then I, I, I'm very, some people are very good at doing the same thing over and over again. Right. I am not, I am very like, I, I I'm going to use your tactic though, of writing a list and checking things off, but I'm allowed to check them off in whatever order I want, because sometimes I like to start my day first thing in the morning with meditation. Sometimes I start my day with research. Sometimes I start my day with exercise. I don't like my day to be exactly the same. Um, So I'm already finding tips and tricks that you're giving that I'm going to like find a way to get myself more consistent, but still not consistent (laughs) in how I do it. Uh, but I did the six phase. I always give myself a while to try anything, right? If like I'm right now I'm doing um, automatic writing where I have to get up at a certain time and I have to do it every single day and I'm doing it. I always commit to six weeks. Um, and so I committed to the six phase meditation for six weeks. I did it every day for six weeks and I forgot about it until I was talking to you on your podcast. And I was like, I literally am living the life that I wanted to live. And I did, I did, (laughs) I, I forgot all about it that I did my perfect day. Right. And this is my perfect day. Like I'm living my perfect day. And I was just so blown away by that. Right. Wow. Yeah. It's crazy. Right. Because for me, I did it like a long time ago and that three years out creating it all happened much better than I could have imagined. So I don't know if I just wasn't dreaming big enough, but there was just like, or you know what? I wasn't the person I am today at that point. So then when I redid it now, the dream is way bigger. And that's that three of my cues as well. But yeah, I did not know that. So the writing exercise, how you do that for six weeks, did you just start that or how far are you into that process? I I haven't done it again. I'm going to redo it. This was like two years ago. I did the the six phase meditation for six. Oh, the automatic writing. Sorry. Sorry. Catching up. Um, the automatic writing. So that is Michael Sandler. He wrote a book called Awe that's Automatic Writing Experiment, I think it is. Um, and so I am week one on that. And I did it before for 30 days. And I literally had um, an enlightened day. I, I, you know, they say that you can get into this like really, really, really high conscious I, I I just remember the day like nothing, you know, it was 20 days in and I walked around the zoo with my sister and her kids and I saw every single person as if they were like 
pure love. I was just like walking around the zoo with this goofy grin on my face. And all I could see is everybody's heart and their love. And it was the most magical day. Um, and that was from doing that for 30 days. And of course, then I had to switch my habit because I love that. And so I switched it. And so now I'm committing to my six weeks of of the automatic writing, but I'm only week one in. <laughs> All right. So I talked about this earlier in this episode that there's something about around week four where you don't feel like doing it anymore, but keep doing it because then week five and six become magical. That well, that's why I'm I'm committing to six weeks now because I was committed to four and then I just would give it up and do something else. Um and I didn't yeah. So so yeah, that's that's something for and, and this one I have to do. He we want you to do it first thing in the morning. So I, this is a non-negotiable that I do um before I do anything. I just wake up, come straight downstairs, you do some breathing exercises for a few minutes, and then you kind of write your gratitude. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You can thank you, God, thank you, universe, thank you, you know, angels, thank you, guides, thank you to all of your people. And then you just ask a few questions and automatic write on them for a few minutes. Um it's a really beautiful practice, but yeah, I'm really bad at sticking to things even if they work. I'm like Okay, where's my next exciting thing to try? Yeah, it's important not to switch ship too much because then we never get far, right? Yeah. What happens is that there's this resistance at the four-week period. And it's like, but if you know that that resistance is coming and then you heard the story about the guy looking for gold in the darkest hour before the dawn, then you know that if the resistance is coming, okay, here it is. I knew you were coming. I can't wait till you're gone in a week because the beauty is right there. Yeah. The funny thing is for me too, resistance shows up very quickly. So anytime I decide that I'm going to meditate, my 10-year-old son will literally get up in the middle of the night and wake me up. And then I'm like, oh, I'm not, I'm not getting up to meditate today because I'm so tired every single time. And so I finally had to commit over, you know, I was like, every time I decide I'm going to meditate at 5am, he wakes me up every time. I don't even say it out loud, right? I just decide and he wakes me up. And so I just, I'm, I'm like, okay, that's resistance. That's like, see if you're going to do it anyway, right? See if you're going to show up anyway. And so, yeah, now it's been a week and he's only woke me up twice. So <laughs> I've moved through the resistance. But yes, no, I love I love that. And I do hope that um, people kind of, yeah, check out your site, check out all that you offer and and really do some of those free gifts that you have on your website and, and just try out um, kind of getting a plan. Some people aren't very good at getting plans, but and I'm like the worst, right? I am the worst, but it is so fruitful when you do, right? Even if in, in human design, we have this thing where we look at the arrows. And if you look at the arrows, there's four arrows. The bottom right arrow talks about whether you're a specific manifester or non-specific manifester. So if it goes to the left, you're specific and you should have very detailed, right? If it goes to the right, you're non-specific. And then you kind of, you want to know how you want to feel in your day. And I'm non-specific, and so even though I'm nonspecific and even though I'm very mutable and even though I have all of these things that maybe would say that I shouldn't be like you, right? Be so focused and whatever. There is so much um, to gold to be found by still 
using your tools and the things that you talked about today, but maybe making tiny little tweaks. Like it's okay if I don't have exactly my five-year plan down to, you know, very distinct goals, but I can know how I want to feel in my life. I can know how I want to feel in my day. I can know how I want to feel in my body and I can make goals around that. So it's just something for people to think about as well is, is even if you're very resistant, like I am, there's such gold here to, to kind of put these things in place. Yeah, I totally agree. And that's the idea is to just create the evidence of what you want and make it your own. And that's why there's so many different people doing the same thing is because they have their own way of doing it. So I'm the first guy to say, look, you're, whatever I'm teaching, I'll say you're going to hear a lot of things today. And if something doesn't feel good, get rid of it. Don't think about it. But if something resonates, grab onto that, pull on that string because it's something there. And so I'm purposely giving you tons of different information so that you don't like some of it because it's not for you. It's for her or him. Right. But, yeah. 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 And that, and that's exactly it. I, I, sometimes I make little things where I talk about maybe this is more of a manifestor thing or this is more of a generator thing, but you don't even have to know um, who you are. You just have to be tapped in, tuned into yourself and what really feels good for you. Because a lot of times we look out at the world and we think I should be this or I should be this. And there really is no should. Everybody is perfect. Even though you maybe share your cross with a lot of different people, the way that it's structured you're showing up exactly as you, right? <laughs> There's nobody else that's going to be you, that's going to be timed or have the different backgrounds that you have. And so when we all show up exactly how we're supposed to be, like magic ensues. Like you being you made this conversation that me being me and, and all of the people that are listening, like figure out who you want to be and what you want to create. And, and if tools like astrology and human design are helpful, you know, go check them out because that's what helped me. Or, you know, reading some of the the great offer, even if you go to your website, your Instagram, you have like book ideas, you have all kinds of resources there. And, and so go there and, and get excited. Listen to some of the guests on your show too, and get excited about what the possibilities for your life are. Yeah, thank you for that. I appreciate all the kind words. Yeah, no, you you really inspire me um, to keep doing what I'm doing. And and I, I knew this was going to be such a fun conversation. I love that you always know the quotes and you, you are ready for any direction we're going to take this because you've really immersed yourself in it. And so this was so much fun for me. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you. And I appreciate what you're doing. Keep it up. Thank you. Can you just uh, drop for anybody that wants to check out more of your information where they can go? I'll put it in the show notes, but you can just say it real quick. Yeah, the website is thenextstepsacademy.com on Instagram at nextstepsacademy or on Instagram at the phase four number four podcast. Thank you everybody so much for listening. I hope you got as much out of that episode as I did. I love talking to JP. I love his podcast and I love everything that he's doing. He just knows how to structure things in a way that we're taking bite-sized approach at things and also always finding ways to uplift and inspire and, and really connect to his audience. So check him out. Thank you everybody so much for listening and I hope that you figure out your best way forward for this new year and in this energy. And no matter when you're listening to this episode, we can always start, 
right? We can always take a moment and say, what do I like that I'm doing right now? And what would I like to change? And using some of these tools to make really small changes is always the right time to start. It doesn't have to be the new year or any certain time. It's when you take the time to sit down and and really chart out where you wanna go. So thank you everybody so much for being here. If anybody wants an individual chart, you can always go to evolvingonpurpose.org and book with me. I do one-on-one coaching. I do just a one-off, let's look at your year. Uh, If you've got a birthday coming up, a solar return is always a beautiful chart to look at to see the energy of this year. And, And then yeah, I always do love doing couples or Um, looking at a kid's chart to give a little bit more information about what's going on there and how we can support our children. But right now, I just want everybody to go out there and, and really just get clear on what you want to bring in to your life and, and make it happen because we are the creators of our world and what we think and what we keep telling ourselves is is really what we create in our world so let's just be really cognizant of what we want to create and let's go out there and do it let's keep evolving on purpose